Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us at half eight on Monday night on the 29th of August. It's uh, just over a day since the Celtics were victorious in quite record-breaking fashion. They won 9-0, that's right, I said 9-0, at Tannadice against Dundee United. Danny, I'll come to you, it was... I think a few of us actually predicted it might be a bit of a tight game and we expected Dundee United to maybe up it a bit. But, well, I suppose if you look at it after 39 minutes, it was 1-0 and it maybe looked like it was going to be that game. But what what can you say about that performance yesterday? What's your opening thoughts on it? My opening thoughts were a missed to the game. I was at a christening. So I never only I was watching it on my phone outside the chapel um, before the ceremony got started and I just seen the first goal uh, and it was a devastating counter-attack, it really wasn't. The pass from Abada to Jota was unbelievable for Jota to pick out Kyogo first time. Uh, maybe not first time, but Kyogo's finish was emphatic and I thought we were really good. Um, bright, really bright at the start of the game. And I came out the christening um, and it was free nothing. I caught up on Twitter and I said, oh, it's free nothing. And I said to Monko, I couldn't chat one, I thingied with my free fingers, like Kyogo did to say free. And uh, the last in front of me went, no, it's four. <laughs> I was like, what? She said, I Jota's just scored. And I was like, all right. So by the time we get down to the pub in that, it was first half, it was at half time. And it's kind of dipping in and out the the the, the do to kind of watch the games. But I ended up missing, missed, missed the fifth goal, missed the sixth goal. I seen the seventh, eighth and ninth. Um, caught up with them today. The but some, I mean, the goals themselves, I mean, it's hard to pick out which one's your favourite because... I thought Jota's first goal, uh, Kyogo's first goal was brilliant, his second goal was brilliant, his third goal was well executed, Jota's goal was well, lovely one-touch passing, um, 
a bad as first goal was a great goal, was a great run by Jota, was a great move by O'Reilly, um, great cutback. But one thing that stuck out for me is, and it's, it's how good a bad is at this. When Jota's got the ball and he's cutting inside, Abada's already making his move to, bet, like, to the six yard line. He knows there's a cross coming in. Um, great Hatati did great for Jota and Hatati did great for Abada's second. And then the eighth goal was brilliant because it's a great pass by Moy and Maeda does unbelievably well. And it's a great finish. And then the last goal was a good hit up Starfield and there were chances to get 10 and maybe 11 the way they were going. But it was just, we've been saying it on here all year, basically, um, for the last 12 months, that on a bad day, some team's going to get took for an absolute doing after a Celtic team. And yesterday, I don't think it'll be the first time we hit that number this season, um, judging by the way they've been playing so far. Um, it was just brilliant. And, it, you know, as what I have seen it, and I, I caught some of the game earlier, um, it just looked like every player was on it. And as you say, Dan, I mean, they scored, I think... Eight goals in 50 minutes or something. It was just, I think it was three goals in six minutes at the start of the second half. And it was just, uh, Juranovic obviously as well getting in on the act, but it's just brilliant, isn't it? I mean, it's a lot of talk about the competitiveness and blah, blah, blah. But when that Celtic team's playing like that, there's not going to be many teams that can stop us. And, and, and domestically, and we've been threatening. I mean, anybody that's surprised by that, we've been threatening that for a, a long, long time. And yesterday was a, was just happened to be the afternoon that it happened. Aye, absolutely. I know like a, a few people maybe think oh, they drew Real Madrid in the uh, Champions League draw and that's maybe gave the players a bit of a lift. But I think you're bang on. I think it has been coming for <clears throat> uh, months and months. And and Austin Johnson took a doing at Celtic Park towards the end of last season. But this was just a game where everything went right. And the thing that really pleased me about it was that there was never a point in the game, even when we were 9-0 up, where eh, the, the team looked like, aye, that's it, we'll just sort of knock it about. It was it was very similar to the Hearts game last week, where we were 1-0 up and they had eh, one man and then two men eh, sent off, and we still kept going for goal. Like There was never any sort of taking the foot off the gas, and very often, like I remember one of the times that annoyed me was... Oh, I say it annoys me, I think we, we could have done more was when uh, we won the league at Celtic Park against Rangers and we were 5 nil up after I think 53 minutes and then we just sort of eased off and that's the real thing with this Ange team that you, you never see it, like the team are always desperate for more goals, you mentioned it there, like we had 9 goals but if you if you look at it like uh, Tumble was obviously close to one, uh, Cal McGregor put one just by the post as well and it would have been great to hit double digits but I think the real sort of intensity of this team was really great to see. And uh, we made three changes yesterday. So obviously Starfelt came in, Hitati came back in and Abada came in. And every player in that team yesterday really did step up. And that's why I've been confident about uh, Europe this season. Because I just think this team is getting, like you're seeing it every week, that they get better and more integrated into what Ange is wanting from them. And... It, it was the perfect performance. Like even I'd give guys like Greg Taylor a shout. I thought, like, see Taylor's he, the passing that he's putting on display this season. Like, like how important that is for our uh, fullbacks when they come inside to find that pass. Like Taylor as well. Like just with the 
like the intensity he had and the pace of like rushing to take corners and rushing to take throw-ins, he's so integral to everything we're doing at the moment. Uh, Kyogo gets his hat trick, but again, he, even like I know his goals came later on uh, to complete his hat trick and that, but the first 10 15 minutes you could see Kyogo was absolutely harrying defenders and no gaining him a minute, and it just absolutely. He, he got his reward, and that's it's it's really incredible to see. Uh, and Jota as well, like all three falls, like especially Abada for Abada to have sat on the bench for the last few games for him to be so involved yesterday. And I know he get the TV man in the match, and uh, he, he could have probably threw it between three or four of them. There was that many really outstanding performances but for a bad come in you mentioned his pass for the first goal is sublime like to see that and then the way a pass is perfect Jota plays it for Kyogo and yet again Kyogo eh, opens the scoring for us and I, I was delighted Abada got his that trip because he has had to wait a few weeks to get that start and he's he's putting real pressure on the manager to keep him in with the big games that we've come up we've got cup games coming up we've got a derby coming up and obviously a massive European games coming up as well so it is really great to see, and Andy, you were there in the flesh, you were up at Tanadice, it's, it's one that uh, I should have been at, but uh, 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 unfortunately wasn't able to get up to Tanadice, but uh, I'm absolutely gutted I missed it, what was it like to witness that masterclass in person? Ah, it was, it was unreal, one of the games that you remember for a long, long time, Um Weirdly, just when you were talking about it, and I completely agree, and I wouldn't even just say it's been the last couple of games. We've been saying it, I know Danny's been banging the drum about somebody's going to get hit for 10 at some stage under Ange, and I, I, don't, I don't think he's far off it. We've been saying it for, for well over a year now, um, that they've got that in them, and I think he showed that. I mean, I think if, if the ref went with the letter of the law and added on the amount of time he should have, then it would have happened. Um, but no, it's weird. It's, it's, I remember I was at, when I was at the game, I said to one of the boys I was away in the first sort of like five, ten minutes, just before Joe Hart goes down, I thought I sort of started a wee bit sluggish, which is a weird thing to say when you come away for a game winning 9-0. But in the first, as I say, the first five minutes or so, um, it, it just looked as if it, it, was, it was sort of shaping up to be a, bit, a lot tighter. Um, and then as, as if Hart goes down and that gave us... It just completely changed. Um, once after the restart, I kind of update double check how long it was once the ref um, sort of wave play on and Hart get his players. I think it's Staples and he said that we scored. I need to double check it, but it felt as if that was like a brand new kickoff for us. We just looked entirely different the way we went about it. And then after the first one, it just seemed like the football at times was utterly phenomenal. Some of the passing, some of the moving. Um, it was it's just a joy to watch, a complete and utter joy to watch. I, I just when you say, you say it as well, but try to pick your favourite goal, I'm, I'm I'm struggling because it had everything. It had Kyogo wrap one in for twenty five yards, it had tap ins at the back post after sort of intricate and quick play, it had goal for the header with Starfield, Juranovic just it had everything, absolutely everything. Uh, in terms of goals and it showed the quality that we've got and I've, I've got to agree again a bad as listen I, I like Maida I think he gets a lot of un, unfair and undue stick at times it's I was support a probably quite a, pretty harsh on him but I think what you're seeing for a and, and what you're seeing for a lot of the boys as well to be fair is 
the type of player that Ange has signed, it's, it would have been easy for, especially after the season young Abad had last year, for him to sort of stick to W a wee bit, spit a W rather and, and take a huff. Like he scored a lot of goals, got a lot of assists last year. It would have been really easy for him to turn around and say, oh, I should be starting. Um, but he's not done that. He's, his attitude's been absolutely bang on. Um, we get his goal against Ross County. And then, again, starts the day, gets a hat-trick and could have had more. He absolutely could have had more. Uh, as well as that, he's, he's in with an assist for the third for a hashi goal. You've just seen so much for that boy, but it's, it's the attitude of the players that's the one that really gets me. Um, and it just seems as if it, there's a reason why Ange just gets so invested in the type of player that he brings in. It's when they have ability, but there's got to be something there mentally about the players as well. Um, and it's, it's a team game. But the performance was was it was sensational. I've I've no enough adjectives to to describe how how good it was. Fans, I thought as well, spot on. It was great atmosphere to be involved in, and just sort of looking at the players that came off the bench as well. Well, Aaron Moy, another one. I thought had a really really good game when he came on. He was solid. He looks as if. The mere sort of cameos that he's making, the mere appearances that he's making, he's he's looking as if he's getting stronger and stronger. Um, and that, that will be the case. Obviously, he was sort of out of the game for for a while in China with everything that was going on, and I know for the latter part of their season, um, he, he was here. Obviously, with the lockdown rules and every other shit right that was going on, so he's obviously getting up to speed. But you're really sort of seeing you seen his passing range quite a bit yesterday and. He's, I think he'll be quite key in a lot of games where you see the clock out, but it's a game management's going to come into it a wee bit. Um, but he's he offers something entirely different, um, sort of being a bit deep on, trying to be a playmaker, if you will. So really excited about that. But across the board, I just thought we were outstanding at times. It's The goals were phenomenal. As I said, they had absolutely everything. Um, team in, they just deserved it. Um, like you could get through to a man I thought we, we were outstanding um, it was quite funny I seen I think it was Super School I can't remember where it was one of the sort of broadcasters for here anyway and I can't, I can't remember I wish I, I, wish I remembered who the fund it was but they were getting their team of the week and I was utterly astounded to see I think there was only three select players in it maybe four after a 9-0 victory absolutely dominant on a team who everybody says was, was going to be sort of in the top half of the league this year um, people had been sort of talking about how good the signings had been for Dundee United and everything like that and I was just astounded to see only three or four Celtic players made it into that team um, but it tells you everything you're up against in this country at times but no, outstanding team were outstanding, brilliant day out, fans were brilliant and it just, just makes you excited to keep going um, and bring on Real Madrid Definitely, I've no I've not seen that team of the week that you're referring to, but I'm sure Don Robertson will be in the middle after his uh, man of the match performance on Saturday. Uh, that's when we kept a Celtic player out. But Danny, that's now five games in the league gone. We're sitting on a plus 20 goal difference. If you look at yesterday's front three, Kyogo three goals and assist. I know the assist comes from the free kick hitting him that Juranovic then puts in. Abada, three goals and an assist. Jota, a goal and assist. Even Dyson Maeda when he comes off the bench. For me, like that goes like, sort of cause we had so many good goals that sort of no one spoke about as much. I thought Maeda's sort of his assist for Abada to complete his hat trick was outstanding. Like 
at first I thought it was a scuff shot, but see when you see the replay, like Maeda's just so intelligent to play that and know where a bad is going to be. It's it, it's quite quite frightening for other teams, but great for us to see how well we are attacking. As I say, plus twenty goal difference after five games. How much credit can you give this front three? You can't give them enough. Obviously, everybody gets it. They all click together. Um, Maeda's been one of our best players this season, and folk very harsh on him. And then obviously Abada comes out. Abada comes in for him and scores a hat trick. So people will be looking at it and saying, "Oh, we told you so." But Maeda, but to me, that's just me looking at it and saying, "But amazing options we've got in an attack." And you're right; it was a very obviously a pass by Maeda. It clearly means it's executed well. And do you know what? It was just such a bloody thrill um, watching us yesterday seeing the goals go in and front three Kyogo like there people still say Jackie Maris should be our number one striker and I think there's definitely games where I would agree with that but Kyogo's scored it's like uh, like last year's came out of the traps flying again and I mean we all love Jackie Maris folks seem to be hung up on first choice and first this and first that just enjoy the fact that we've got a squad and every it seems that every, seems that every single player in this squad right now is contributing and every player that gets you know significant minutes every week is contributing at the start of the season that's all you can ask for and the manager's got 15 16 bodies that he clearly trusts and every single one of them is producing contributing to the team and it's just we're in a really good good situation you know I mean it could all change in 10 days time we could be doing a podcast thinking god where did it all go wrong um, but you know we could go to the league cup we could lose to them and then we could t- do an after Madrid but <laughs> you know you just need to think positively that every single member of this team is playing well I mean it's need to that I mean Celtic have been that good this season Darren that folk could convince themselves that Matt O'Reilly had been quiet this season which is which is uh Twitter speak for been really rubbish, but we don't want to say it in case he's produces like Matt O'Reilly said a fine start to the season like everybody else. And because they can't go for Taylor now. Um Tumble starts Tumble's too unfitted apparently now. And that seems to be the latest thing and O'Reilly's been really quiet. It's just bonkers, like the whole everybody and everybody that's played this season's played well. There's no passengers in the team at the minute and it long may it continue and Folk stop getting hung up on first choices. Just and every every player there in that fifteen sixteen for me is first choice. And whenever they come out, let let a badder right. It's called a hat trick. Might not play next week. You know what I mean? So, but when he does play, he contributes and he's ready to go. And that's what and that's just a credit to the manager. That's what you can ask for. And the manager deserves all the credit for having every single member of his squad ready to go. Definitely, I think that's a great point you make about no being focused on a first choice. Like, I was obviously disappointed that Jack and Marcus didn't make the squad because he was ill yesterday, but sort of, there was a wee bit of me was relieved because you were only going to see fucking 20 to 50 replies in the uh, tweet section of Celtics and uh, social media saying, well, why is Jack and Marcus not starting? This is the type of game he should be on, but... Uh, I, I think it's it's like you say it's sort of especially as the busy period we're going to look this week we're playing Wednesday then we're playing Saturday and then we're playing Tuesday there's no way we're going to start this team starting 11 in three games this is where you're going to really see players come in and you need sometimes you need to lose this bedwetting when uh, certain players don't start because it is just going to be you've got that 
core group of 16, 17 that you know will come in and do a job and I you may have your favourites, but you've just got to trust the manager. He's he's worked hard for the last year and a bit to assemble this strength of squad and now you're gonna see the benefits of it. But Andy, I'll bring you in. Uh, we're speaking about this squad. We we on Thursday, uh, just before the Champions League draw, we confirmed another signing. It's Sead Haksabanovic. He has joined from Ruben Kazan on a five year deal, I think it is. You one of your mates, Danny, went to the fan media conference today and asked Haksabanovic about how he thinks he'll improve this front line. And you've already heard that he says that he he will just come in and score four, which was I know he said it tongue-in-cheek, but it was great to see that he seems to have a real confidence in himself. Would you make of that signing, and how do you think he'll fit into the team? Aye, really exciting. A young player, um, obviously, I think he's 23-year-old, played for a while uh, in Sweden, obviously coming for a Russian side now. Everybody knows what's going on there, which has probably played a, played a factor into why we got him in a bit of a cut price deal, considering what they paid for him before. But the boy's obviously coming in, like you say, it's a tongue-in-cheek comment, but he's obviously got confidence. I think we know the type of player that Ange's gone to sign. We've seen it countless amount of times now. It's players who've got that self-belief, but they're also team players. Um, and it, it seems like a, quite a versatile player. I know, I dare say, a lot of people listening to this have probably heard the, the press conference with him, and he was asked about sort of favoured positions and things like that. And while he did say quite heavily sort of features it in the left, he also likes playing number 10. So, but he can play in the right as well, so I think you're going to see that. And um, I mean, already this season we've seen sort of Yota and Maeda switching wings during games. Um, so it's, it's obviously adding into that. And with sort of Rogic leaving, we've been we've been saying on here for a wee while now that there's maybe a a gap um, for somebody who's to push O'Reilly, if you will. And I mean, listen, no, I'm, I agree. O'Reilly's been brilliant already this season. Um, but competition is always going to be healthy, so a, a guy in there who is essentially going to going to push everybody else around him um, to strive to improve because he'll be chopping at the bit to get his chance. He'll want and listen, every player, especially attacking players, <clears throat> every player is going to want in their select team right now because how well we're playing, um, ah, you're winning things and definitely going up. But the big thing for guys like that is. The goals were scoring. We are creating so many chances. He probably watched that game and was licking his lips, thinking, "I'd be fucking in for a few here." Um, both creating and scoring. That's that. That's the type of thing guys like that want to play in. Um, so I've got no doubt in my mind he'll be chopping at the bit, ready to go. But like I mentioned, we have I think there'll be another one that Andrew spoke to, and, and he'll have that attitude um, that each of these signings seem to have, where they're about the team. Um, they'll understand that they might not to start every week. There'll be games where they'll come in. There'll be games where they'll maybe look to make an impact off the bench, and he'll be happy with that. And like I say, once he gets his chance, I've I've made out my mind that he'll go and he'll make the best of it. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Um, Dan, I think like you say, he's came across really well in his press conference. I don't know if Ross County's if we'll see him up there, I, I don't know. Um, I would like to think he'll maybe be on the bench and, and feature at some stage um, because I suspect that there will be changes. I've, I've got to agree again that people need to just calm down sometimes with team selections. We've got such a big squad, everybody raves about it, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with using it. Um, it's got to be horses for courses at some points and 
that's absolutely fine with me. So I, I think we'll see him feature at some stage. I don't think he'll start up there, but looking forward to it and uh, hopefully be another another big signing for us. Yep, definitely. It'll be good to see how he does cope. I know when Ange was asked about him, I think he says that he had been training on his own eh, while the move was getting done. So maybe it will just take a bit of time for him to integrate, but you never know. Hopefully, I don't know who will be involved eh, for this game up at Dingwall. Danny, I'll come on to that game at Ross County now because it's the start of a busy, busy six, seven days for Celtic. Like It's Ross County in the Cup. We begin our defence of the League Cup and it's it's a tricky one. It's a Wednesday night, but Wednesday night up in Dingwall, so it's never easy. And we also have two massive games coming up after that. Obviously, Glasgow Derby and then we're opening Champions League game against Real Madrid. Now, what what sort of team do you expect Ange will line up with? And what what sort of task do you think we'll be faced with up there? Because I don't think it's a sort of the time to be prioritising it because I think Ange will prioritise every cup competition and that and want to go strong but with the three games in such a short space of time I think it would just be a bit reckless to play the same starting 11 in the three games and I don't think it will happen so how do you think do you think we'll make a few changes up in Dingwall? Aye I think I think he could maybe make see the five subs that came on yesterday I think they all might start but I think Starfelt will play I think the fact that Starfelt was brought in yesterday was an indication that he wants to play him against Real Madrid and Rangers. Um, so I think that he's going back to his first choice, back to centre off. So I think Starfield will play to keep keep the kind of momentum going for him. Um, I thought it was quite indicative really for for Big Ange, but I bet the five subs that came on, I wouldn't really be shocked if they all started. Um, Jack Marcus as well, maybe if he's fit, I think he might get. But then. You know, you're talking about Kyogo, he scored, apart from the first game of the season, he's he scored the first goal in every game, so he's obviously starting him, he's obviously working. Um, but as the League Cup, we might have won every trophy, seeing as how well we've done over the last five, six years. With it, the trophies, obviously, Big Ange won it last year, that was his first trophy. Um, but there is going to be a lot of football over the next three, four months now, until uh, the World Cup. It's got to be kind of... Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday kind of thing until the end of the season. So, um, you we've got a big squad. Hak Sabanovic, if he's fit, uh, maybe see 20, 30 minutes of him. You just never know. Uh, and maybe we'll have a new player that can come in or somebody as well. I don't know if we're looking at somebody else. I think we might be. Um, so, looking forward to Looking forward, looking forward to the game because I think Ross County are a good team. I know we've beat them already this season, and I know they took four after them on Saturday. But they, you know, they have, they are quite good at home, and um, I'll be looking forward to the game. But hopefully, we'll get a wee bit too much of them on the night. Definitely, I think it is one that uh, you make a good point. The five subs that come on, would you be surprised if any of them started? I personally wouldn't, but. I've seen different arguments for it. I've seen people wanting the full 11 to change and some people have put up like different 11s that didn't play yesterday and it does look strong enough. But at the same time, I'd be very surprised if Ange did make a full 11 change. But you've also got guys like, I don't know, Ben Segrist who might come in. Obviously, Joe Hart took a sore run yesterday, so it might be a sort of a game to give him some game time. Uh, as you mentioned, Starfelt was back in from the start. That was obviously his first start since injury. So uh, 
I, I think you will see Starfield again. Just so, I don't know if you'll see Carter Vickers. I, I think it'll probably be Jens or Welsh in with him. Uh, and then off the team, you've got guys probably like Ralston that can come in. Burnaby, maybe a time for him to get his first start. Uh, Aaron Moy, Andy gave him a lot of credit earlier. I think he was completely justified to. I think he's looking better every time that he plays. And I, I think he's going to have a big part to play for us this season. It reminds me, or well, didn't remind me, it puts me in mind of the type of player that I think people thought McCarthy was going to be. I think when he comes on, he sort of, he's really breaking up play. But even yesterday, he was driving through a great range of passing. And I think it would be a great game to give him a start. And uh, in that midfield, you've obviously got options all over the place. I heard Ange say uh, last week that Adeguchi's back in training as well. Probably too soon for him. I think it was Friday I heard Ange say that. So... But obviously good to see him back about the squad. Jack and Marcus, if it was just a bug or some sort of illness, then hopefully he shrugs that off because it was another game you'd, you'd trust Big Jack to uh, be in there and uh, get the goals that we need up in Dingwall. But even even at wide, like Maeda come off the bench, he, he started most of the other games. And I, a guy like James Forrest, it's, anywhere you do look to make changes, I don't think we're going to be significantly weaker. And it just goes back to how strong the squad is. But... Andy, how you, uh, how would you line up for this one? Would you play the same team as yesterday and then make subs once the tie looks like it's done, hopefully? Or do you make sort of five, six changes from the start and hope that your squad does prove itself to be too strong for Ross County? No, I think there will be changes. It's like it, as I saw a little detail that you build a squad, no just battle the same 11 out every week. I mean, look across world football, it doesn't really harm. Um, even with sort of the oil-rich mobs, they will make changes. And I think you've got to have faith in the guys. Obviously, there was big arguments about Kyogo and Jackie Marcus, and then people are talking about Maeda and Abada. There's been talk about Hitati, Turnbull, maybe, no, sort of Moy and McGregor because between the two, but in the sense of McGregor, Moy then occupying McGregor's position to move him on, so potentially if you looked at Moy and um, O'Reilly, so then again, staff felt Jens, like there's, there's arguments over the pitch, um, but I don't think we then become significantly weaker because Jackie Marcus plays our Kyogo or Maeda plays our Abada or vice versa or anything like that. I, I think that would be nonsense. If MD suggesting that, <clears throat> I think the team's there, the squad's there, the depth's there, um, for a reason. That's why the manager's bringing these people in. That's why we've just went and scored nine goals um, against Dundee United, but then we've brought in Haxabanovic. So that, that's why these guys are being brought in um, to improve the actual squad itself, as well as potentially what you would view as our strongest starting 11. But again, I think the starting 11 is going to change depending on who we're playing, when the game is. Um, there's going to be so many factors involved on that. Um, so I think it will change. I think there'll be a couple of tweaks if I don't get wet and drastic. And I think that's the best thing to do. Um, like I say, it's, you've got so many big games as well coming up. Obviously, I think every game should be tweeted, uh, treated rather with a, the utmost respect. I think I've always said, I think results should get sort of solidified, you got a couple of goals up before you start making changes as opposed to changing 11 players and then you're chucking subs on trying to change a game late on because you've made an arse of it. Um, so it's one or two 
sort of changes to the eleven that started against Dundee United, then I think that's absolutely fine. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. As I said, I don't know what the sort of the status is of certain players like Jackie Marcus and Edigucci, so you don't know whether they're going to come in, but um, if you're looking at like Tom Bull, I think he'll probably come into the team. Um, I think Bernabeu will potentially come in as well. Um, the guys that come off the bench, I would I would assume um, they'll be in the reckoning to get a start. And that's absolutely fine with me. I've still got faith that that's one of their strongest 11s that will be out there and will be playing. Um, I think it's only wise for us to do that. There's, there's too heavy a schedule coming up for us not to, to use our squad depth. Um, and like I say, I've got full faith that there's the depth that the certain players that are there are, are strong. Um, they've been brought in for a reason. It's not as if, if you looked at sort of early last season, where you were scared about the manager making changes because it wasn't his team, it wasn't his squad. There was guys there who we really didn't sort of want there. Um, then that's different, but it's not as if you're looking at the changes and it's potentially a Yeti and Mikey Johnston and whatever is, is your front line, it's, it's, it's guys who con- contributed last season, they've already started contributing this season, and um, we've spoken on here before about the amount of goals that are being scored off the bench um, so far this season in games, so every faith that the teams out there will be a strong team um, and again you give these guys opportunities who, who are maybe not starting but they believe they should be and um, some, sometimes big things can happen so no, I'm looking forward to the game as I said Dan and I think there'll be a couple of tweaks as I say I think maybe Tumble will come in Bernabe maybe come in um, and, and maybe sort of one man in the middle of the park or something like that but I don't think there'll be too it'll be too drastic Aye speaking of people from the bench Tony has joined us now I know he usually comes in at starting leaves but he's in from late on the day Tony we've already covered everything from yesterday and we've had a look at Ross County so you want to give us your Five minutes or whatever about what you made of yesterday and what you're expecting on Wednesday. I thought yesterday was incredible. Um, it didn't come as a massive surprise that once we were four 0 up at half time that we would continue on and actually keep scoring. Um, I thought it could have been anything we wanted. I thought they were fucking atrocious. I can't believe Jack Ross hasn't been sacked yet. I think you need to get a bit of credit to Joe Hart. It seems a bit uh, crazy when you. He won 9-0, but he sets the tone earlier on, but he, he throws his cell in harm's way, get the save and make sure we, we don't go behind. So, a lot of credit to him. Um, I've said before that Kyogo's our best player. I think he I think he proved that. Um, his second finish is absolutely top class. To have the the mindset to know that boy's going to land it. If he rattles it first time, he's going to get the best chance of scoring. was excellent. Um I know there's some people that want to now change the offside rule because of how clever he is, which is funny. Um, I thought he was different class, deserved his first half hat took. And um, I could say I can go on about, I'm sure you've probably already been on about all the players, but um thought Abada, he's been quite unlucky to be benched. He comes in, grabs a hat trick. I thought he was, his touch is outstanding. Um, Hitati pinging long balls to him every time he did. His first touch is, is really good, and that just sets us on our way really quickly to drive at teams. So the manager's got a major headache between him and Maida, um for the game on Saturday. But obviously Wednesday still to come. But I know Andy made a lot of good points there about obviously rotating the squad. Um, 
I was a bit worried when I had to see Jack Amakis. I thought maybe a bad injury or a transfer, but it seems as though it was just a bit of a, um, what do you call it? Just an illness, so I'm assuming he'll be fit for Wednesday and he'll probably start if the manager is rotating. Um, but no, I was, I was really impressed. I thought um, every time we went forward, we looked like we were going to score. Um, Jota again get on this score sheet, which is great. It's good to see just so many different players contributing. Uh, I was happy for Juranovic. I'm sure it was his first um, non-penalty goal for Celtic. Starfelt again got another goal. Don't get me wrong, I think I could have scored that because the United did fairly chucked it in by then. Um, but it's good for the goal difference. I mean, Rangers got a good result on the Saturday where they won 4-0 in the Ecuador tally. For us to go to score nine, it's a a massive um, boost. I think we'll break the record for goals scored this year. I'll say that much. Um, I know Danny's been saying for a, a long time, even before um, Andrew was a manager, that eventually we're going to hit a team for 10. Um, if Kezi, um, no, Kevin Clancy, who was the referee yesterday, McLean, if he'd have done his job properly and added on the, the correct um, amount of time, then I've got no doubt we would have scored a 10th because Dundee United wanted to be anywhere bar on the pitch. Um, but no, I mean, just breathtaking to watch. It's the most fun I've had watching Celtic for a long time. Um, I mean, places were, were struggled in the past. I mean, the D United, even last time we were there, one each. Um, and years gone by, the D United away was always a hard game. Kelly away, to Rogers get beat there. I think fucking Danny's pal, Finley, scored the winner back in 2018. You're going to these places and you're winning 5 0 and 9 0. I mean, it's. It's frightening stuff, and I just hope we can keep it up. I just don't think the manager is going to allow for any complacency whatsoever, whether they're playing Ross County, Dundee United, Real Madrid, or Rangers. Um, for me, get into the game on Wednesday, I wouldn't play Callum McGregor. Last time we played him in a, a cup game away, just before he we played Rangers, he was a major doubt, and had to play with a mask on when we played Alawa. Ross County are hammer throws, they've got a few. And you, they never get red cards. They always seem to get red cards after the fact. So um, I, I would address McGregor, address Kyogo, address Jota. Um, and as, as Andy says, it's not as if you're resting them and bringing in Dross. You're bringing in proper players who can who'll be chomping at the bit to go. I mean, you could probably play Segrist, Vickers, Jens, Taylor, Ralston, um, put Moy in, Turnbull, maybe O'Reilly, then you would have... Um, Abada, Jack Amakis and I don't know if Haksabanovic is quite up to it yet but maybe even Maida um, and that's still a team that should be able to go to Ross County and win uh, I, I do take Andy's point you play your best players until the game's done and then you, um, you change it up and I see that as well but I, would, I wouldn't be risking our major stars and for me that would be um, McGregor, Jota and Kyogo especially against Ross County I just um, I think they're a uh, about a dirty team, so that would be my take. I've seen people saying to be Guy a freebie that if he goes out the cup, it's all right. Total nonsense. Um, our aim every year has to be the domestic treble. Um, the day we start getting up in cups is the day that we should just chuck it all together. So um, it's a must-win game. Um, there's a lot of pressure on us because we're expected to win. And then after that, I think you'll, you'll be in for the two toughest challenges of the season. I mean, you're up against a European finalist and um, a team that won the European Cup. So that'll be exciting. 
Um, I think that's the word I would use to describe Celtic now. It's just pure excitement because there's um, so many big games. Um, everybody seems in good form. We've started the league campaign flawlessly. 21 goals in five games and only one conceded is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, when you look back at last season, I think six games in, we'd maybe lost three. Livingston, Hearts and we lost at Ibrooks. So, to now be... To have started this way and obviously... Rangers have already dropped points. We've got a big opportunity on Saturday. Um, it'll not be an easy game, I'm well aware, but we'll deal with that when we'll do a preview. But um, I am looking forward to the Ross County game. It's, it's good to be looking forward to every game and having faith in every player on the team. There's no a player I look at now and go, oh, how's he playing? I mean, I used to be a bit thing maybe with, with Greg Taylor, but that guy's come on fantastically well. Um, I feel that he, he belongs. And so... Um, Massive credit to him for the work he's put in. And I, um, do you want a prediction for Wednesday? Aye, we'll just write him up. So give your prediction then. 5 0 Celtic. Um, Georgie Siakamakis Hatrick and Turnbull to score. And Aaron Moy gets first goal for the Leather Belt. Smashing. Danny, what are you going for your prediction? I think it'll be a routine two nothing win. Uh, I think Moy will score his first goal for the club as well, and a bad will score again. That'll be it. Andy, what are you going for? I'm going to go for a four-one victory. Um, I think, I, I think Jackie Marcus will be back. Um, for his realness. Um, I think, I think he'll score. Fuck it, Haksabanovic is going to get one off the bench and all. Um. And the other two will be Yota, we both of them. I'm going to go for 3-1, a repeat of the league game. And I think that, do you know what? I've got a feeling that Aaron Moy will go on the score sheet as well. So that's three years I've said that. So definitely don't bet that because there's no chance it's coming in. Uh, but I think he'll go on the score sheet. I think that dies in Maeda will. And I, f- I think Bernabe will come in and he'll score as well. And we'll win relatively comfortably. And... We will be back after that episode. We will be there to review that game, to review the end of the transfer window, bring you any last minute and speaking about incomings and outgoings. And then, of course, as Tony says, we will have a preview for the big game on Saturday coming out towards the end of the week as well. So keep an eye out on our social media platforms for that because, I don't know, we might go live on Wednesday like we did for last year's transfer window or we might just put it in your podcast. So keep an eye out for the latest from us, uh, Kieran and Brian, they'll have a more detailed Ross County preview over on our YouTube channel. So just go and search for Four Times a Podcast and you will find that over on YouTube. But if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening and we will speak to you after Ross County again. Cheers. up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 